Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, this is, who knows, maybe the last podcast I'll be doing for a while, or until spring, apparently. But before we discuss the depressing news, uh, let's hit the housekeeping, of course. Guys, I, <laughs> I don't know how good this is going to be because I'm just creating these stickers now, these new ones, uh, with an idea that we're going to have a season. But uh, anyways, I'm still going to do it. So just in case, maybe something will happen or whatever. Um, anyways, guys, go to... Michigan Maniac Podcast uh, fan page on Facebook or Instagram, uh, iTunes as well. Leave a uh, review or help. Just rate it. I don't care. Five star review uh, or give a little. You know, type it up. Whatever you guys want to do, I don't care. Uh, but the higher the rating, the better and uh, more often I'm seen in the algorithm. So that would be great for you guys to do that. That would be fantastic. Uh, I've got a two new stickers coming out, and then this the old faithful. So guys, let me know what's up. Uh, leave a review. Hit me up on the DM. Let me know your name, fake name, whatever you want. However you feel comfortable, me knowing whatever, uh, and I will send you a sticker. Uh, hit me up so with your name, your address, and I will send out the sticker. Um, and actually, you know, uh, when I get them officially done, I will. Take a picture of you guys and tell me which one you would like me to send you, okay? So, silent majority. Continue to do what you're doing. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, I really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, even though we're silent, we're strong, right? Uh, the numbers continue to do well, which shocked the hell out of me because we're in such bad times. And I know I have been a bad pad, uh, podcast fan lately because... The news is just so depressing that just, you know, who wants to listen to it? You know what I mean? Twitter and everything else is just bombarding you with this nonsense, and it really is nonsense, but still. Thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. So let's get into this week's episode. Uh, so before I get into the meat of all this, I just want to do the lighter stuff or the ones that really don't mean as much. And then we'll work our way into the core of what we all are here to listen to. Now, uh, before I do anything, I'd like to give a little shout-out to a friend, my friend Manny. And I'm sure he's being facetious just because that's who he is. But I was really so depressed by this news about not playing or having it postponed till spring, which we all know is horseshit, unless they know something we don't know about the spring, something will be available by the spring that will ease the tensions. But um, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do a, an episode. And he's like, well, you know, man, these guys listen to you weekly. 
and they need to hear your take on this. Even though it's not great, even though you don't like it, even though it makes you upset, these guys need to hear what you have to say. And, you know, and he may have been joking, but it really did resonate with me because, yeah, I mean, the silent, the silent majority needs to know. You guys listen every week, so I can't just stiff you just because I'm sad, right? So thank you, Manny, even though you're probably being a smartass. Um, so, okay, let's get into this. So we're going to start with this, the easiest one, uh, Scott Frost. Scott Frost acted just like Scott Frost does, and I'm traditionally not a fan of Scott Frost. I, I thought when he said that, even though we blew him out by like, what, a thousand points when he was at Central Florida, um, he said, oh, well, we hit harder than them. <laughs> he's, he's just an absolute meathead jock, which I can appreciate because that's who I've been for the majority of my life. So I understand guys like Scott Frost, and I understand what he said. And I was actually a fan of this idea um, of him, of teams leaving the Big Ten for at least one season to go play somewhere else because they were going to do it for the kids. Now, granted, you weren't going to get any money, right? Because if you leave the Big Ten, you're not going to get the 50 to 54 million, whatever it is yearly that you get. And more than likely, the Big 12, which probably would these teams would have gone to, was not going to give you any money for joining their conference. Fine. But you weren't going to make any money anyways. <laughs> Just sitting out the whole season. Because I don't believe in the spring thing. It's not going to happen. That's Unless there is something we don't know about. And I'll get into that later. Um, but he said, hey, we'll just go somewhere else. And, you know, the Big Ten rightfully laughed it off. A lot of people I know laughed it off. Said he was an idiot. Moron. Ryan Day came out and said, ah, we'll do the same thing. And then the 80s, you know, quickly dispelled any rumor in the Big Ten being this rightful, oh, we're the Big Ten, we're so great. Oh, yeah, well, then we'll just take our $54 million and we'll just, you know, give it to someone else. Fuck you, you arrogant cunt suckers. Sorry to use the C word, but it's true. I mean, we'll get into that later, too, but the arrogance on the Big Ten I want to crush the Big Ten. I want, because here's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Nebraska leaving, not a big deal. Not a big deal. They could have said Kevin Warren, that righteous son of a bitch, that little dick face asshole, could have said, hey, you know what? Nebraska, you're leaving. Take Rutgers too. All right? Go for it. But if, and I looked at it on Twitter, and there were some teams that were projected to go the Big 12, and, you know, the rearrangement of three conferences with all the teams that needed homes, right? And the teams from the Big Ten would have been Ohio, Ohio, Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and Nebraska. Now, those five schools leave. You think the Big Ten's not going to let them back in when they come in 2021 or 2022? Or whenever the hell those schools decide they're going to come back. You don't think that the Big Ten would be crawling on their knees begging for those teams to come back. Because who's your main star? Who's your glowing review of the Big Ten? Who is your powerhouse in the Big Ten? You might as well become the Big East if those teams leave. Hell, you could be the Sky Conference and no one's going to give 
two shits about your conference when your powerhouse is Wisconsin. Oh, what? The cult of BJ of Fleck is going to get you some national uh, notoriety? Minnesota and Wisconsin will never be as important as Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio. Never, no way, kiss my dick. It's never going to happen. So if Ohio and Michigan especially, you throw in Penn State there, those are the three best teams in the East. What, now all of a sudden Michigan State's your glowing, your glowing star in the East. Oh, look at, oh, everybody come watch Michigan State play Minnesota. Oh, what a clash of the Titans. No. No one in their right mind is going to give two shits about the Big Ten as if those five teams leave. Even Iowa. Iowa makes more sense. Iowa or Iowa State may, should flop. Either way, Iowa should go either go to Big 12, which I would not want to see because I like playing Iowa. I like Iowa. I would like to see Iowa State get rid of Rutgers or get rid of Maryland and put Iowa State into the fucking Big Ten. How can you have? How can it be okay in one state for one state college to play, but the other can't? It makes no sense. But those five schools leave. Guess what? Kevin Warren's going to get on his stupid knees and beg fucking those five teams to come back. You're right. Nebraska alone ain't going to do it. Granted, okay, fine. That's not the most feasible or realistic thing. Fine. But if those kids want to play and those coaches or ADs really felt strongly about it, as a as those five teams together make way more noise than just Nebraska. And I'm telling you, if Ryan Day came out first and made that statement, I guarantee you it would have been more of a threat than him weekly coming in after Scott Frost said something. The Big Ten can't afford to lose Ohio, Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and that's really about it. I mean, okay, fine, we'll throw Wisconsin in there. Okay, that's fine. And the fighting PJ Flex, the I kick old ladies when no one's looking, PJ Flex, Minnesota Gophers, Golden Gophers, oh, sorry, the Golden needs to be in there. Um, who gives a shit? They've only been good for one year, and that was questionable to begin with. So why do we care? So what, two relevant teams? I'm, I'm about to repeat myself, but it's just, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, if those five teams walked out, I guarantee you the Big Ten would say something. There's no way. Fine, Michigan and Ohio State can live without the $54 million every fucking season. Same with Penn State. Iowa probably can too. Yeah, $54 million. I fucking flicked my thumb at you. My nose. Boom. Here you go. Italian. Every Italian hand gesture to my face or teeth or my ears, whatever my ancestors have come up with to say, go fuck yourself, that's what I'm doing right now to you, Kevin Warren, and the idea that if we put five good teams together to say that we're going to go leave and you can go F yourself, I think that'll make some fucking noise, and I think it should be respected. All right? I don't play with this whole, oh, we just re need we just need to respect the powers of the Big Ten. Oh, the $54 million, what would we ever do without them? What are we uh, what are we going to do without the money that these these football teams produce for everyone else in those colleges? What are we going to do about that? Kevin Warren have any idea to do with that know about that? Or how about the next guy, my stupid list? Um, Mark Schlissel, by the way. 
Mark Schlissel, I think is his fucking name, and the president of U of M, Michigan University, our beloved college, and Kevin Warren get the Michigan Maniac podcast dickholes of the week. They are absolutely the two biggest dickholes I know or have heard of in this whole pandemic thing. You can say whatever you want about government, but these two idiots are the worst. Now, we'll, well, I'm getting to Kevin Warren, don't worry. But Schlissel is the university president of Michigan. And he can't even go down after the vote, now that if this vote even happened, but can't even go down and talk to the players. The players, by the way, the, sp- the one sport that makes the most money for the university. Just to give you an idea, right, how much, because not a lot of people are talking about this. And I looked at the numbers, and there's only one number I'm not quite sure about. But other than this, I think it's pretty solid. Okay. So you're not, so I heard all these excuses. Well, he's a university president. He has no time to go talk to the, the, the people who make the most money for him. He's dealing with all these other kids. Are you kidding me? Let me, t- let, just, let's put it this way. If a presidential candidate didn't go and hobnob or at least talk to the biggest donor to their campaign, how successful do you think that guy would be? Just, I mean, spitballing. How successful do you think that idiot would get? How far do you think he'd get? Would he make it to the primary? No, I can goddamn guarantee you he wouldn't make it to the primary if if his biggest campaign booster did not see him or talk to him on some major decisions. Guarantee you. This guy, there's a, what, a five-year senior who has never seen him. I don't know how long Schlissel has been in office, but I can guarantee you if a five-year senior hasn't seen him, this guy hasn't been in office, even if he's been there for two years. You would think he would have shown up and say, hey, by the way, I'm just not some dorky ass face you're going to see walking around in my, in my pants too tight with my little dick not showing in all my little high water pants. I'm your actual president, guys. Hey, here I am. Look at me. That's right. Look at me. I'm a big, fat, stupid dork. I mean, I don't even think he's fat. I've seen a picture of him. And uh, <laughs> I could say some wild things. I'm, if he doesn't get caught up in some weird uh, escort scandal, I wouldn't. I would be shocked if he doesn't. He looks like a guy who drives down dark alleyways, blinks twice, and offers a twenty outside the window. That's all I'm saying. The guy looks creepy. He's a horny little perv, creepy asshole. Now that's just me saying. I don't know him. He might be salt of the earth. We all know what salt of the earth people do. That's never clean and it's never appropriate. But anyways, he's probably, hand to God, he's the best guy ever. Whatever. But if no one's seen him, now to give you an idea, right? Because you might say, Adam, wait, but he's got all these other kids to worry about. He's got all these other kids that he's got to make sure it's so safe and everything's going on because the lights have got to stay on and the wishing's the way to go. No, it's not. It's not the way to go. Right now, fiscally, I think they said that in, in 
2019, Michigan Athletics, now just athletics, it came in just in um, revenue, not profit, revenue, $196.3 million. Pretty decent, right? 190. Wait, I just want to make sure I get that that number right. It's yeah, 196.3 million dollars. That is what Michigan athletics brings in. Now, you want to guess what Michigan football brings in for that? Actually, we'll go with the one number. I'm not quite sure how that breaks. Well, no, you know what? We'll go with Michigan football first. Forgive me. Michigan football brings in one point. Uh, no. $127 million in revenue. $127 million in revenue out of the $196.3 million. Out of the one, that by the way, just so you guys know, is the third most in the nation. And number one in the Big Ten. So the number one producing uh, sport out of any school in the Big Ten. This motherfucker can't take the time out and go talk to the kids and say, Hey, by the way, you know those dreams, Quitty Pay, that you had? I'm shitting all over them. Me and this bald-headed dick face called Kevin Warren. Oh yeah, we're getting together to ruin your life. That's what we're going to do. Hopefully you make a practice some on uh, a practice squad somewhere in the XFL, Quitty Pay. I hope to God that that's what you can do. God bless you and good luck. Because I've got other students, the art majors, I've got to, they are more important to me. You know, the guys who are majoring in bowling, those guys are way more important than you guys who are bringing in $127 million dollars. In revenue, you know how much profit they get from that? $75 million. They He can't even tell them why he voted against them playing. He can't even do that as a man. You can't sack up enough to go talk to a bunch of men that you just ruined their fucking life? And here's the thing, you're going to say, Adam, but the coronavirus, Adam, the coronavirus... It's, it's decimating us. It's decimating us. The pro athletes and young athletes. There's, well, there's, a, there's a Boston Red Sox that got metrikidosis or whatever the fucking... Yeah, me, myokidosis, cardosis, whatever, right? I got the name wrong. I don't give a shit. You know, that's good point. Okay, I'll see that point. But guess what? I looked it up, right? I looked it up. You know how many people get that? I'll just tell you. You know how many people get it? Uh, let's see here. It says 10, 10 to 20 cases per 100,000 people. That's nationwide. 10 to 20. Not 10,000. Not 20,000. 10 to 20 cases per every 1,000 cases. Now, you're going to say, well, every life matters. What if it was your son that got this heart disease? You're absolutely right. I'd be pretty worried about it because it's, they make it sound like it's fatal. They make it sound like they're just out there running around and there's no, there is no game plan. Well, I mean, we don't have proof that Jim Harbaugh put together a pretty 
comprehensive game plan on how they're going to handle this COVID, this COVID virus, right? No, whoa, we don't know what's going to go on. It's the scourge. No, oh, no, God, no. Oh, no. We don't have any clue. But here's the thing. This is what happens, okay? Now, for, if you get myocarditis or cardiopactitis or whatever heart disease this thing is, and I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm just saying it's not as dangerous or scary as it should be because here are some real facts that you can actually hear, know, and look up. Three to six months, you need to be out. Now, untreated, yes, it can kill you. Absolutely. Just like anything that deals with your heart, if left untreated, can fucking kill you. What a shocker there. The main thing, other than your brain, that you really need to take care of to make sure you live your heart, if it goes untreated, you're going to die. But guess what? Since Michigan has a pretty comprehensive medical plan on how to take care of its athletes, right? And if you want to go look it up, Michigan has a pretty, I mean, it's one of the nation's leaders in medical staffs. So I don't think they're going untreated or uh, ignored, right? I just don't think that's happening. But here, you're out for three to six months. Three to six months, that's pretty bad. I mean, three to six months. Now, remember, that's 10 to 20 cases per 100,000. I don't know what that breaks out for the uh, college football clan, but I can't imagine it's going to be too many of them. Now, yes, you don't want your quarterback or some star player getting it, but guess what? That's football. Because guess what else happens that you don't want to happen to your star football player or your star quarterback, wide receiver, running back, offensive lineman, defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, whatever. Whatever star you have, you also don't want to have happen is this. Them tearing their ACL. You don't want to have that happen, right? You definitely don't want that happen. You know what the, the healing time for that? That's six to nine months. So you can get this heart problem, get it well taken care of, sit down for three to six months, heal up, have no worries because we that's why we play football, right? You have somebody who steps up and is next. Yeah, okay. Just like if you had an, an ACL tear, I don't think anybody's like, oh, let's stop the season. ACL tears are everywhere. They're running rampant. ACL tears. It's the scourge of college football. Because they have, on the average, I think it was, now I could be wrong on the average per year, but it's like 100 to 200,000 people in the United States per year tear their ACLs. Now, last time I checked, about 200,000 people have almost died from COVID. So obviously we know mitocarditis isn't that big of a deal. Uh, not that I'm trying to, in the grand scheme, I'm not comparing ACL injuries to COVID deaths, but I'm just saying... More people get ACL tears than people who get mitocarditis. That's all I'm saying. So it's just another thing you have to worry about when you step onto that football field. No one says, let's shut down the football season because our kids' safety. Now, this is what this arrogant bastard, Kevin Warren, said. The safety of our children. That's what we got to worry about. Now... That would be interesting, and it would mean something more to me if he really meant it. But I don't think he does. Because here's the thing. Our children are at risk of mitocarditis. 
you know, 10 to 20 cases per 100,000. But our kids, they're at risk, man. They're at risk. They're playing a violent game. But this is what's going to get them. This is what's going to get them. Or the shits. One of the two. Myrocarditis or the shits will be the end of our fucking football as we know it. But apparently he doesn't care when it comes to his own child. Now, I don't know if I feel how I feel about him being a father then, because if he's making such a big stink about our kids or your kids playing for Michigan or anybody in the Big Ten, hey, hey, our kids in the Big Ten are way too important, but my kid, go fuck his ass, right? Fuck this kid. Ah, he's in the SEC. I don't give a shit about this fucking kid, right? Because I think, <laughs> what was it, in... And August 5th, he had some. He had said, I'm, God, the one time I really need to have picked something out of Twitter or the other, uh, 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 you know, research that I do, and I missed the one that he did. But anyways, here's what he says. But there's one thing that makes Powers, which is his son's name, Powers Warren, actually kind of a nice name, uh, strong, right, powerful. But there is one thing that makes Powers quite a different, quite different than anyone else in the SEC. His dad is the Big Ten Commissioner, Mr. Kevin Warren, fucking Michigan Maniac Podcast Dick Face of the Week, Co Dick Face of the Week. Uh, big honor, by the way. Uh, Shea Patterson was on that list quite a few times last season. Um, anyways, <laughs> the same Kevin Warren who just told all the football players in the Big Ten that it was unsafe for them to play college football this fall. In doing so, it appears that the Big Ten's own expert analysts of medical risk factors may have been horribly flawed and relied upon what top cardiologists are calling gibberish. Okay, now let me get down to this other one. I think I screwed up the order, but either way, you'll get the idea of this. Earlier this week, Warren announced the Big Ten was canceling college football this fall because it wasn't safe to play. In making that announcement, Warren said, We just believe, collectively, there's too much uncertainty. At this point, myocarditis, oh, the killer! Uncertainty at this point in our country to encourage our student-athletes to participate in fall sports. We take this responsibility seriously, and I will continually do everything in my power. His power! Is he talking about his son power, or is he actually talking about his own power? Oh, strong words from such a dumbass. Um, everything in my power. He loves that word. To make sure we put our student-athletes in a position to be empowered Oh, like just right out of the fucking dictionary of talking shit to you dumbasses because you don't understand what words mean. I'm going to sound smart here, guys. I'm going to say empowered. And, and once again, power is a part of it. This guy is horny on power. I'm telling you, I can't. He names his son power and this statement. He's already mentioned power twice. I mean, what? Do, come on, man. Position to be empowered and Elevated. Yes, we're going to elevate these motherfuckers. Yeah, they're not going to play, but we're going to elevate them. Oh, we don't know what words mean. That's what this guy is telling us. We're going to empower these people. The only way we can do is by them playing, but we're not going to do that. But we're going to elevate them to be great. 
What a fucking horseshit dick face. It's hard to see how student athletes are being empowered. This is not him, by the way. <laughs> Let me make that clear. It is hard to see how the student athletes are being empowered and elevated in the Big Ten when they aren't even allowed to decide whether they can play or not. That's right. Just another guy telling everyone else, hey, guess what? I'm smarter than you. That's right. I don't care what real doctors like Chris Hutchinson say. I don't care what the parents say. Now the parents, the parents have said, we don't care. We love our kids. We trust Jim Harbaugh. We trust that the plans are in place. That my kids are going to be in better hands with the football team playing football. Then on their own devices, going to parties, trying to fuck co-heads, trying to do beer bongs, doing all that dumb shit that co-heads, I should have said, but doing co-head, well, let's face it, they're probably getting head. I'm just saying. Anyways, let me get back to this. They're safer with the football team and then in general pot, the gym pot, fucking bunch of knuckleheads, you know, major, you know, majoring in bowling and art and then you know, dick sucking, whatever the fuck they're doing. However, I'm not here to judge that. It's your college experience. You know, if you want to, if you want to major in finger popping buttholes, then God bless you. I'm, hey, you pay your dues. You pay your tuition. Learn whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. All I'm saying is, is that this guy who doesn't even make a big thing. I think he said at one point in time, God, I really hate myself for not not, I mean, I said, Adam, you're, you're going to remember this one. That's the doom of me when it comes to comedy, when it comes to anything. I'm always like, that was a good idea. Adam, you should probably write that down. No, Adam, you're going to fucking remember it. Come on. It's too good of an idea to you, for you to forget. Well, guess what? I forgot exactly what this dick face of the week for, had said. I think it was something like August 5th. He said, no, as right now I feel pretty comfortable with my son playing college football. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Oh, okay, well, I guess power, he must have some weird internal power that just fights off this magical COVID thing that everything's going on. Maybe he's, because his name is power. Maybe he, he sucks power from the earth and it heals him. That's got to be it, right? Because why else would you name your son power or say empowerment or power or what all the power that this guy's always talking about and using just an inordinate amount of power that he has over people just to earn the coveted Michigan Maniac podcast dick face of the week. I mean, that's tough to do. Power! I don't get it, man. I don't get what this guy's doing. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. If I say quitty pay, I'm furious at this. I'm furious, and I'll be honest. I will try and sue him if I was quitty pay. And if I'm just hell, if I'm not just quitty pay, if I'm uh, Nico Collins. Now, granted, Nico Collins might not be the best example because right now, if you look him up, uh, somebody's, oh God, I, I don't think it's Milk Hyper, but it's the other dude, has got him listed to go 18th overall to the Green Bay Packers. Now, just so you guys know, no one else breaks this down, but I didn't even know this. So I wanted to see what was the difference. What could the money be cost would would cost these players if they didn't play? So right now they're saying he's going to be drafted in 18th, 18th overall, first round. So what if he slides? Let's just say 
the tape, let's say a few wide receivers who play in the SEC, the Big 12, or the, or the ACC have monster years. Monster years. And jump ahead, right? Knocking Nico down into, say, mid-second round. So he's projected to go 18th to the Green Bay Packers. Now, in the first round, the average player from from pick 32 who just signed a 10.8 million dollar contract all the way up to Joe Burrow who signed a 36 million dollar contract now I'm not talking about signing bonuses we're just talking about the contract here I don't even know how many years that is for whatever all you got to know is the base numbers now 18th you're probably looking at like 15 million dollar contract now let's say he goes in to the second round Right? Let's just say, fuck, he's the first one taken in the second round. He would make second round players. Average contract is anywhere from $1.5 million to $950,000. $953,000. So, if my numbers are correct, which I believe they are. So, if he's taken number one in the second round. And he gets that average contract, which is $1.5 million. He is effectively lost. <laughs> what? Maybe $10 million, $15 million, $14 million, whatever. I don't know where 18th gets you, but I'm going to guess, we'll just say for shits and giggles, we'll say $15 million over a contract. He gets first round, I mean, he gets second, he gets second round first pick. Now maybe he's making $1.5 million. That's $13.5 million he's missing out on. For a contract, for his first contract, the average player in the NFL only lasts about three seasons. So you're telling me where they get drafted doesn't make a big deal? And Kevin Warren, who doesn't even care if his own fucking son plays college football, but is going to tell these kids that they can't, he's now on the hook. This Sleshel, too, is on the hook for Nico Collins losing out on 14, 13 million dollars. How about Quiddy Pay, the one I mentioned first? Guy who was on the cusp of maybe, if he had a good season, he'd get drafted maybe fifth round. We'll say fifth round, because I think he's I think he definitely has the skills to play in the NFL. But he didn't have a lot of sacks last year. His tackles weren't crazy uh, impressive, but he was good. You could see the potential, right? So he's going to get drafted. He's not what we call a Shea Patterson. He's going to get drafted. But here's the thing. So, fifth round. Okay, let's just see what fifth round makes. I looked this up. $698,000 to $669,000. You know, six, $669,000. You know, you know what I'm saying. Fuck it. $1,000, right? For a contract. Now, if he doesn't get that, maybe he goes seventh round. Or he doesn't, or he doesn't sign at all. And he doesn't get drafted and... He's now got to hope that he signs as a free agent. So let's say he doesn't get drafted, right? Because a lot of other defensive ends have pretty good years because they played, and he sat on the fucking sideline. Now, that kid, Quiddy Pay, is out his NFL dream at the moment. And free agents are very hard to sign with the team. But I'm sure he would be able to. But they just cost him... So we'll just we'll cu- we'll cut the difference. We'll say six hundred fifty thousand dollars over a contract. I don't know about you, but I don't make that. 
And if I worked my ass off like Quiddy Pay does, I wouldn't want somebody like Kevin Warren who doesn't even give a shit about his own kid playing football. Because his kid, Power, is a, what, is a, uh, oh, he's a redshirt junior tight end for Mississippi State. So if he has a good year, what can he do? Well, his kid's going to have a chance to be in the NFL if he wants. If he has a pretty good year, you never know where. If he's a good tight end, I really know nothing about Power Warren. Matter of fact, I hope he does great. I hope he does fantastic. You know, I really do. Just because your dad's a dick face doesn't mean that you have to be. And that doesn't, need, doesn't mean that you need to be cursed by what your ignorant father is doing. But you don't think that's unfair? Like, how is that? So his son has a chance at an NFL dream, but Cody Pay doesn't. And I mean, I'm just using Michigan only because that's our team and that's the only people we really care about, to be quite honest with you. But I mean, there's other parents who obviously care, like Sean Wade's dad. Sean, Wayne's, uh, Sean Wade, the cornerback for Ohio, his father is actually flying out from Orlando to Chicago to actually confront Kevin Warren. And very rarely will you ever hear me congratulate Ohio on anything. But I congratulate Sean Wade's father. I really congratulate the man. Uh, Randy Wade, and that should be that should be said. He's flying on spirit, by the way. God bless if you're gonna get out of that on that uh, airline. I work in the airline industry, guys. Uh spirit sucks dingling. But anyways, to confront this man, I bless him. God bless that man, and I hope he gets the answers he's looking for, and I hope he gets Kevin Warren to use his power to get us back and get everything moving, right? I really do. I mean, I love seeing parents take it upon themselves to do these things for their children. Because you don't think Sean, Sean Wade, from what I remember, is a pretty goddamn good cornerback. And you don't think his... I don't know what year he is, but he puts another solid good year up there. You don't think uh, Ohio, which is becoming quickly known as quarter, uh, cornerback CBU, you don't think he's got a chance to really make some NFL noise? But Kevin Warren doesn't care about that. He's worried about the 10 to 20 cases per 100,000 in the United States, or maybe even the world. I'm just saying, for 100,000 cases, 10, 10 people or 20 people per 100,000 could get a heart disease that is well taken care of. You can be out three to six months. Now, for normal people, big deal. For athletes, not so much. That's if you tear an ACL. That's if you you know get a concussion and you keep having a hard time with it. I mean, we, we don't worry about CTE. We're not stopping football for CTE. So it's okay for our kids to go out on the football field and bring in $127 million for Mr. Dr. Schlashel, who he doesn't even bother to go and say hello to the football team. But it's okay for them to bring in $127 million. By the way, the only other team that's close, and it's not even close, but the basketball team brings in $52 million of that one ninety six. But it's okay for these students to do it then. CTE, get tear your ACL, break your back for God's sake. Hey, be paralyzed for all we care. We don't give a shit about that. But you could get mitocarditis. Oh, you could get it. You could be out for three to six months. Oh, my God. The scourge of this country has hit us. It's hit us, folks. It does. It's hit us. 
And I, obviously, if you have asthma or some type of breathing, some type of uh, pre-existing condition, yes, be very, very careful. I don't want not one of the Michigan football kids to die from something like that. But they are taking such precautions to make sure it doesn't happen. Yes, be very careful if you have that kind of problem. If it's pre-existing, I get it. Be careful. Opt out if you have to. And I wouldn't blame any of the I wouldn't blame any of these football players. Nico Collins, Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, who should is predicted to go first round, twenty eighth pick overall. You don't think he wants to get about ten sacks this season and maybe jump up to fifteenth? You don't think that's what he wants to do? That's a couple million dollars per fucking... Come on, man. You don't think that's what he... You think he just hopes that he can still fit into the top, the first round? You hope that you think that he's just good with that? Even though his father works at a, ho- at a hospital that deals with this shit constantly, who actually sees this stuff and it just isn't reading reports like Kevin Warren... Kevin Warren's reading reports and listening to people. Chris Hutchinson's actually dealing with it. And he'd rather listen and read what he's reading instead of listening to the parents who are like, yes, we understand it's risky. But look what Michigan's doing. Look, Look at the responsibility they're doing to make sure our kids who we love are well taken care of. This is fucking ridiculous. It's... It blows my mind. And then... Then it comes out on Twitter, right? On Twitter. Now, God knows it's Twitter, so take it with a grain of salt. But it says, Penn State's AD now saying that there wasn't even a vote on whether to cancel the Big Ten football season. There wasn't even a vote. What? (laughs) What? If that's the truth, I hope. And let's say this season doesn't happen, right? And we go to the spring because apparently there's going to be a miracle cure in the spring. And we're still going to be able to play because I don't know what the difference is, but the spring, it brings hope. Mitocarditis is scared of the spring. So with the spring, I hope it doesn't happen. If the season's not going to happen, I hope it doesn't happen because I want Kevin Warren to get fucking fired. I don't want him to ever get hired again. I don't want anything to fucking happen to this guy. I, I don't want any success to happen to this guy. I know it's very I know I should be a better person than this. But he's ruining people's lives. He's ruining a conference. So I'm hoping that nothing big happens with the ACC, Big 12, and the SEC. I hope they continue to play on. I hope they have great success. I hope no one really gets hurt. And I want to stick those results right up Kevin fucking Warren's ass with a ton of power. I want to empower him with the fucking the news of the SEC having a great year. And I want to just elevate him with so much power. Power right up his bunghole that he just shoots right out of the big out of the Big Ten, and we can finally get somebody who's actually pretty smart about what's going on. That's what I would love to do. I would love the power to elevate him right out of the fucking Big Ten. That's what I want to do. I figured since this might be the last fucking episode I do for quite a while, because who knows what's going to happen? Because football and Football and uh, basketball are probably going to be gone. 
Um, I am going to throw my support behind LSU in Texas. I've decided. Um, I haven't really seen the SEC teams because, I mean, ACC teams because, uh, let's face it, they all suck um, outside of, obviously, Clemson. Oh, and then, ooh, Notre Dame. That's another galling thing. Oh, Notre Dame just hops right into the ACC, and they can just, hey, we can just play. Yeah, all right, we're just smooth daddies. We just walk right in the ACC, and we'll just play it up. I can't fucking stand that. Anyways, I am going to, and I'll tell you why I'm supporting these two teams. One, Texas. Uh, I have mixed, I have mixed opinions about Tariq Black. I really do. I think he could have been a cancer in that locker room, but I also think he's a good kid. I think uh, he was unfortunate in having two broken feet in success in, in successive years. That can help with the psyche. And then when he does, he's, you know, DPJ's doing great. Nico Collins is killing it. And then you have a guy like Ronnie Bell. And then, he's, and then you're suffering under Shea Patterson regime. I mean, it's enough to make anybody go crazy. So that's one part. But Texas really seems to be the the Big 12 counterpart or the 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 yang to the yang of Michigan in the Big 12. I mean the Big 10, right? Because we have a team that they have they've had more success against Oklahoma than we've had against Ohio State recently. But they had a savior come in, not one that actually went to the school but had a lot of hype in Herman. Um they get they, recruiting classes are off the charts. They always seem to put people into the pros a lot like Michigan, right? They just can't seem to put it all together at the right time. And that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> we have success with the NFL. We have a great coach. We have a great pro- story program, just like Texas. We're just having a hard time putting it all together, even though I think we're much closer than Texas is. And we play in a much tougher conference, to be quite honest. But I... I Plus, let's face it, uh, helmets. (laughs) Longhorn helmet is a beautiful helmet. It's simple. It's it's beautiful. I love it. It's one of the better helmets in college football. And obviously, we all know, my my origin story is I fell in love with Michigan's helmet when I was a little boy. And that's what helped. That was the thing that got me in the door to loving this team. So, Texas, a little bit obvious why I'm going to do that. LSU, same thing in a way. LSU is where I want Michigan to be. LSU was us. I've said this many of times. We are the LSU of the Big Ten. They have a very hard time being Alabama. Very hard time. I think they're in the same division. So any success they have... No, maybe they're not. Anyways, neither here nor there. They have a hard time being Alabama. The premier team in that, in that, in that conference. They've also had a very hard time with quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, now name another good one. Name another good one other than Jamarcus Russell. So you can go Jamarcus Russell and then a decade probably to Joe Burrow. That's Michigan. Have a hard time with getting a good solid quarterback. We've gone through numerous offensive coordinators, bad head coaches, and then you have the whole Miles, the whole uh, Miles connection with Michigan as well. Um, he just he, yeah, I don't know. I love Miles, but Les Miles, he just he's frustrating in certain ways. But still, 
anemic on offense, great defenses usually, um, have a hard time beating their one big rival, finally getting over the hump, finally getting that savior quarterback that got them over the hump and showed that they really weren't anemic on offense. It was that they just didn't have the right person leading it. And I really do believe that's Michigan. Michigan offense, we have got the talent. I mean, look, we put four offensive linemen into the NFL. Nico Collins is projected to be 18th overall. First time since Braylon Edwards, right? We have great up-and-coming running backs. Fantastic wide receiving core. Solid tight ends. An amazing offensive potential. We just have never had the right person at the right time at the quarterback position. We, If Milton or Run DMC is half of what Burrow did, you're going to see the explosion of Michigan offense. So that's why I cheer for LSU because LSU has gotten over that hump and I want to see them continue with it. I want to see them fucking stick it to Alabama. I want to see them actually make some noise in the SEC. So I cheer for them. Those are going to be the two teams that I'm going to be paying attention most. This might actually become a Texas or LSU podcast as, as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I love doing this and I don't want to stop doing this, but what can I do when the powerful Kevin Warren and Mr. Dorky ass Mark Schlechel just keep fucking us right in our beeholes? Uh, so with that, guys, I am going to go. I mean, it's already 1230 where I live and it's almost been an hour of me yapping. I didn't think I was going to get that long. I didn't think I was going to get 20 minutes long. So guys, please, um, once again, guys, go to... Michigan Maniac fan page, Mich- uh, Michigan Maniac uh, IG page, the iTunes, Apple Podcast, same thing, obviously. Rate, please give five-star rating or whatever. I don't really care at this point. Rate it whatever the heck you want to. If you feel like leaving a review, God bless you, do it. Then hit me up on the DM. I will I will get you a sticker. If you want to hold, send me a DM saying you want to hold off till you see the new stickers, I'll do that too because I'm working on those right now. Um... Silent Majority, just thank you for continuing to push the numbers. Please tell everyone you know, because this is probably going to be a classic one. I lost my fucking mind on this one. And all you who don't like the cursing, you all should forgive this one, because let's face it, you know you cursed when you heard this news. And you all know you feel the same way I do. So just forgive it for this once. I know we're a pretty holy group. But Silent Majority, stick in there. Guys, I mean, we're going to do this. Um, I hope that this isn't my last one for a while. I really, really hope. Because I love this. I love doing this. I love the interact, even the small interaction that I get with you guys. I know you're the silent majority for a reason. I, su- I always love the support, though. The support and the numbers of the downloads is always impressive. And I can't thank you enough for it. So, guys, just please take care of you. Take care, everybody. Uh, God bless you all. Um, It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.